It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is that time of the week again to talk BYU football with BYU team captain Connor Pay. What went wrong against West Virginia and how do they go about fixing as they welcome in Iowa State? We're talking about all that ahead on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Network, excuse me. By way of introduction, we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor over at FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Simple as that. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Alright, pleased to welcome in now BYU team captain and obviously all around good man uh, Connor Pay. Connor, how are you, sir? I'm good. About as good as I can be, I guess. Uh, so I, 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 I kind of expected that answer, honestly. So uh, let's just start right where I think most people are wondering. What in the world happened against West Virginia from your perspective? Just terrible. I mean, you name it, it went wrong. And that was just it was a disaster. It was a dumpster fire is what it was. But, I mean, it's one thing. It's one thing to go out and be physical and play hard and just get beat. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that happens. And that's, I mean, to be honest with you, that's kind of how the Texas game felt a little bit in a sense. It's like, look, like we weren't pulling any punches. We were, that was just, that was a damn good team. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then this week it was just like, what are we doing? And, you know, I think it was, I mean, it was BS to be honest with you. And we just, that can, that can never happen again. Do you have any, uh, I guess, specific uh, things that happened maybe in the lead-up to that game that may have led to this? I don't, I don't know. Nothing that I can think of. That was, there was nothing that was different. We were preparing uh, the the same way that we've prepared from game one to now. And, uh, you know, it just – it, it was just flat. And then, you know, the times that we did get going and did have some energy, then we would have some self-destructive thing happen, you know, fumble, sack, something like that. And then it would be – that would be at least on offense. Um, I can't speak for the for the defensive side, but um, because <laughs> – so stupid just because, you know, we were – we actually moved the ball better in that game than a lot of the previous games. Our our issues all year had been not getting enough on first and second down and putting ourselves in a crappy situation on third down, third and seven plus. That had been our issue all year. We had 17 first downs in that game on first or second down. And so it's like we were moving the ball and then we would just do something stupid 
You know, we'd get down there, we'd give up a couple sacks, have to kick a long field goal, we'd have to punt, mm -hmm. get a penalty, fumble, drop some pat. I mean, it was just, it was just all around. And, you know, I think it was, uh, you know, it's just, that's, it's one of those weeks where you just, I mean, I didn't, I didn't sleep a wink the night after the game, just sat there on my iPad, just watching it over and over and over again and just, um, just, you know, you kind of, when you, when you do crappy things, you just have to face it and just take it in the face a little bit and, um, you know, look yourself in the mirror. And, uh, I think this was these last couple of days have been very introspective for the team and, you know, Kalani was obviously very upset. Uh, the performance and so yesterday was not a fun day for any of us um and just for the reasons that i mentioned before you know when normally like when we're physical and we're trying to do good things and we just get beat you know that happens especially when you're playing in a good conference but to lose the way we lost that was not that was not okay and that was not byu football and kalani let us know that and that you know, just the, some major changes needed to be made so we can improve and, uh, you know, do our best to go and perform at our best these next three games. So, well, and let me, let me I'll just insert here. In, uh, we have that media availability every Monday with Kalani Satake, and uh, he used the terms desire want to embarrassing like he, he talked in uh, Kalani's and you know this as well as anybody Connor you're on the, you're on the inside he's a pretty effervescent personality he likes to keep it positive but it felt like there was a tone change with him in the media in particular where he was pulling no punches and he pointed right at your offensive line and said they're not they're not performing up to expectations they've got to be better uh, how did you accept that <laughs> he's right I mean, what, what are you gonna, what are we gonna do? We're gonna tell him he's wrong. Like, no, it's the film. Film doesn't lie, and we we played poorly, and um, <clears throat> you know, and he he challenged us, obviously, like he should. Um, you know, like we like we challenged ourselves too, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't good enough last week, and that. And that doesn't stand and it won't stand. And so, you know, we just have to do everything in our power, starting individually. You got to look in the mirror. I wrote down a whole list of things that I think I could do this week to to put myself in a better position to play better. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if you, you can imagine if that was his tone with the media, what his tone was like with us. So, because uh, he's very, 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 very pulled back uh, for the media, and he, he kind of obviously, you know, when you're together, it's a family here, and you know, families are honest with each other, whether that's good, bad, or ugly, and uh, so yeah, he let us have it pretty good, and, and and for for good reason, you know, you just have to. I think it's it's part of life. It's part of just being a man, where you just have to look him in the face and be like, yes, we we screwed up. We played bad, and you know, and and you know, look him in the eyes and say, okay, this is my plan to fix it. 
you know, cause he's not, he's not just uh, accountability. Isn't just, um, you know, accepting that you made a mistake or did something wrong and taking ownership for it. It's actually coming up with actionable things you can do to come to a solution. And, and that's what he expected for us uh, from us. And that's what our position coaches expected from us and our offensive coordinators. Like, Hey, yeah, you, it's great that you guys are taking accountability for playing poorly, but what are you going to do? What's going to change? Cause obviously some major changes need to be made. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I think yesterday was, was a, a good day for us. And I think we had a really solid practice today where we implemented some of those things as, as an O-line. And so, yeah, that wasn't, wasn't to our standard. It was embarrassing. It was BS for us to go out there and play like that. And that starts with me. You know, as, as the as the as the leader of the group, I can't I can't allow that to happen, and and so yeah, not very uh, uncomfortable couple of days when you kind of have to, you know, look in the mirror and uh, and and realize that you got to make some serious changes to have improvements. I want to get your take on how Jake Retzloff performed in that start, and we'll get to that in a moment. But there was a moment in that game where uh, there was a quick shot to the sideline on the broadcast of him coming over to talk to you guys on the offensive line. And uh, the, the 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 feeling I got just watching, and it had you, I think uh, I think it was Caleb Etienne. There were a few guys in, from the offensive line. And you guys looked almost like uh, you just your, – your mind was spinning, just looking at how your eyes were reacting. Can you tell us what happened in that moment? If you recall, I'm it, trying uh, to remember. I'm trying to remember what that moment was, because we come off and we talk about things on almost every drive, yeah. Whether the camera points to us or not, that's that's happening on every single drive. And so I don't, I don't, I don't know what one you're talking about specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there were obviously, you know, there were some moments in that game where things happened that I didn't understand, that he didn't understand, running backs, tight ends, all, and then we kind of had to talk together and kind of piece, because you don't, you don't have the game film right there yeah. where you can just click through it and figure out exactly what happened. There was there was one or two sacks where I'm like, how on earth did that happen? And then obviously the ones that were just, uh, you know, just us just losing fundamentals and not doing things properly. And, um, <clears throat> and so a lot of that sideline talk is kind of piecing those things together. And then, okay, like, okay, here's a solution to that. Here's a solution to that. Here's a solution to that. And um, so I'm not 100% sure which one uh, that the camera caught us on. Okay. But that, I mean, that was, that was the theme of the whole game. Something went wrong like that on almost every drive where we had to be like, what what was that? You know, and, and uh, obviously now going back to the film, you can kind of go through and be like, oh, well, this happened on every player. This happened, so... All right, I've got a couple of questions about uh, Jake Retzloff. We'll get to here in a moment. I also got a couple of questions. You talk about accountability. I want to talk about that as well as we continue on here. Before we do that, though, we'll get a quick word in on our friends over at Prize Picks. They've been working with us for a few months now. The best part about Prize Picks, they are the da- largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, and it's just you versus the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other people, including professionals and sharks, you pick more or less on uh, two to six uh, player stat projections and watch the winnings 
things rolling. It's simple as that, my friends. The best part is you can win up to 25 times the bet amount on, on any given game. It's really simple. You can set your lineup and your projections in less than 60 seconds and set it and forget it, and hopefully uh, you move on and win some money. The best part is they are offering both football and basketball combos right now with regards to the daily fantasy sports. It's really that simple. You can go essentially like Steph Curry going for more than 29 points and Nikola Jokic having more than 10 rebounds combined with Joe Burrow passing for more than two passing touchdowns and Travis Kelsey having more than 75 receiving yards. That's how simple it is. You take over, under, and then you move on with it. It's really that fun, that simple. So get on it today, my friends. They offer quick withdrawals, easy game plan, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So get started today and go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit matchup up to $100. You heard that right prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use that promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, check it out, my friends. It's all courtesy of your friends at Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being every day with us right here on the podcast. Continuing on now with Connor Pay, a BYU team captain here in his weekly conversation on the show. And uh, Connor, I, I mentioned I wanted to ask you about how Jake Retzloff performed from your perspective. You're obviously snapping him in the football. You worked with him the vast majority of last week with him taking the reps with the ones. How do you think he performed in his first career start for BYU? Um, I mean, overall, I thought he did a pretty solid job. I mean, there was obviously he made some mistakes, like like everybody else. But um, you know, I thought he made some great throws, some great reads, some great decisions. He extended some plays uh, with his legs um, and got some easy completions that way, or he ran for extra yards. And so, I think overall, it was um, <clears throat> you know, I thought I thought he was for his first start ever. I thought that was pretty solid and considering that he didn't really have anybody helping him so now uh in, in reference to the accountability i was going to ask you about here when you and you talked about the fact that you're you're one of the leaders if not the leader of this offensive line you're in the pivot as i like to call it that center position you're calling out the calls everybody sees you on the on on the game film you're pointing out and calling out where the mic is and you're making those calls down the line when you have a teammate along that offensive line who may not be performing up to your expectations, how do you handle that both in the moment and how do you handle it off the field? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think uh, um, I think it's the responsibility of all of us, you know, uh, as 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 a group, um, you know, to kind of kind of lift and bring everybody up together because every everybody has their moments everyone's going to make mistakes, but at least, at least in the sense of offensive line, one of the ironic things is that if you're wrong, but you're all wrong together and you're on the same page, it usually works out. Okay. And you usually can, you can pick up a blitz or something, even if maybe the call might be wrong or there might be some things wrong. As long as everyone's on the same page, then, you know, it can take care of it. It can work out. And I think, um, 
you know, obviously in the moment, if there's something that I thought was wrong or that I don't like, I'll, we'll talk about it right away. Um, and, you know, just, uh, be, you know, we're always open and honest with each other and just being like, Hey, what happened on this? That didn't feel right. Or, Hey, you screwed that up. We got to fix this. Or, Hey, Hey, look, I messed this one up. Like, this is, I think we need to do this or, you know, the list goes on and on, but, um, that's typically, um, how you handle it. And especially in game, it's just a lot quicker because we're in the huddle for the next play. Like, Hey, this happened on this play. This was the look. We got to do this. Okay. Move on next play. Cause you got to go play the next play. And you can talk about it a little more in depth on the sideline afterwards, but, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's it's a delicate balance because you want to do that, but you also want to instill confidence in everybody. You know, you don't want to, if you're, if you're sitting there and I know I, I definitely fall into this trap sometimes, whether it's with myself, honestly, or with others where sometimes I just want it to be done right. So bad that I'll kind of just disregard, <clears throat> you know, how other people may be feeling or, how I'm saying something Mm -hmm. and it may come off a lot harsher than I intended it to. And so you kind of have to be delicate um, with that, that you're just not being an idiot about it, especially in the game that you're not, you're not tearing somebody down and throwing them into the tank just because they made one mistake. Um, And, and so I think there's definitely a balance there, but no, I think the, what we do is we, we call each other on it quick, Mm -hmm. find a solution. Great. It has nothing to do. It's nothing personal against anybody. We just have to have solutions. We have to fix the problems. That's it. You know, and so I think when you can kind of pull yourself out of it and make it about the whole group, then, you know, things go a lot better. People don't get their feelings hurt. No one gets hurt about anything. It's like, okay, we just got to get this right. Now, obviously, this offensive line, you, you've talked about the fact that you guys have had, you said you, you, you make, 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 make mistakes together. It sometimes works out that way, but it feels like too often, from my outside view, and I think a lot of BYU fans out there view, that you guys aren't on the same page all the time. Is, has there been a reason why you hasn't necess, haven't necessarily gelled now 11 weeks into the season fully? Um, I think, <clears throat> well, I think there's, there, there could be a number of reasons. Uh, for that and you know I think uh, a lot of times the, the hard part is is too is like you could you could um, play a fantastic game and you have two bad plays and that's what's highlighted you know and it's and, and that, that can be a challenge too but also just I mean I think we just have to do a better job of of getting everybody up to the standard um, because you're kind of you're only as strong as your as your weakest link, and that's 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 the responsibility of the group, especially the starters. It's like if we're we're on the field together, mm-hmm. we got to be like this, and we're we're obviously not doing a, a good enough job of that. And um, and I think you know sometimes too, there's just there are certain situations where like look these. There's sometimes where they the defense gets it right, mm-hmm. you know. It's like those those defensive coordinators are paid a lot of money too. Like they're gonna have a few calls in the game where it's like, you know what, we did everything we were supposed to do on that play. That was a great blitz to call against that specific run or against that protection. 
uh, and it's like you can live with those, but it, it's the ones where that shouldn't have gone wrong, and you just screwed it up. Whether that's not knowing which direction the turn's going, or that you're on the man side, or um, you know, not knowing where a combo's going, and um, <clears throat> and you know that extends that extends all the way to the running backs and tight ends too. Cause we had a number of pressures in that game that looked like just free runners when, you know, it was the responsibility of the running back mm-hmm. or the tight end. And so, um, obviously those things, those things had to be addressed and, you know, and for me, sometimes it's a, it's a little bit confusing just because I'll go up there and, you know, I think, Hey, I've pointed this. I know exactly what's going on but somebody missed something somewhere and you know, you don't know that until after the play. And, and so I think we need to do a better job of getting everybody on the same page pre-snap, but obviously without freaking going around and just telling everyone what your responsibility is right in front of the defense. Yeah. But, um, you know, being, being, cause we, we just haven't, we've struggled a little bit with being a full cohesive unit all all season long and um you know i think we just have to keep pushing through and and just find those disconnects because sometimes it's uncomfortable and sometimes people don't want to admit that maybe they just heard the call wrong or they didn't really understand what to do on that play um and it could be anybody and sometimes they don't say anything so sometimes you just kind of have there has to be a trust there to kind of you know break things down like okay this is what happened we can fix it let's get it right now, what is your confidence level as you guys get ready for Iowa State this week? Uh, we actually had a media, a guy from uh, actually mm-hmm. Iowa on my radio show uh, earlier this week, and he essentially called this game, and he, and he termed it, because he's, he's the same thing for Iowa State. Whoever loses this game, in his opinion, doesn't go bowling this season. So what is your confidence level that you guys will be ready for the Cyclones when they come <coughs> to LES? Uh, my, my confidence in that is high, to be honest. I think this West Virginia game was – you know, a, a kick in the butt, a kick in the head, a kick in the nuts, all of it. Okay. Um, and, you know, there was there was a high sense of urgency at practice today, um, and especially for us as an offensive line because we are specifically challenged by our offensive coordinator and by our head coach because, because we've been underperforming. And, and so I think we're going to – I mean, this is – we want to – this is a game to become bowl eligible. This is a big game for us. It's huge chance to play under the lights in front of the best fans on the planet, you know, and it's in the best college football environment on the planet. And we have to take advantage of that. Um, and so, um, I'm, I'm very confident that we're going to come out ready to play. Um, cause I think, I think guys have taken accountability um, but also they have plans and have already implemented those plans in practice today on how to improve, which is something I think we had been lacking a little bit where it's like, yes, we take accountability, but what, what are we going to do? What's actually going to change? And I thought we took steps towards making that happen and you could visibly see it. I don't even know what's happening with routes, receivers, quarterbacks, but you could just tell. Um, they were being very deliberate and intentional about certain things. And so were we up front. 
just getting back to fundamentals because it's the basic stuff that's what's hurting us. And so I think we've gotten too outside of ourselves or worried about other things and get back to the basics and the fundamentals of what we do as an offensive line. That's been our focus because that's been the, the weakness. And I'm, I'm 100% guilty of that just as much as anybody else as I've kind of reflected on how these past couple of weeks, past few weeks have gone. Um, and, you know, I can find myself worrying about other things outside of my footwork or my hand placement or other things like that, which really at the end of the day is what gets the job done for offensive linemen. So that's been our focus this week, you know, is really for me individually really focused on my footwork today, on my hand placement, on my hat placement, you know, all those things to put me in the best position to be successful on that specific block that I haven't been focusing on as much the last couple of weeks because my mind has been elsewhere or focused on other things that it shouldn't have been focused on. Um, and so I think, uh, I think just seeing that and feeling kind of the mindset of the team and kind of what we've talked about as leaders and going there, because I mean, yeah, West Virginia, that was BS and that sucked, but life goes on, mm-hmm. right? You got to move forward. And you kind of have to, you have to take, take that list, take what you want to do to improve and flush the rest of it, flush the crap, move on, right? Don't listen to the outside noise. I know fans are upset because that was, that game sucked, sucked for us too, you know? And so I think uh, it's, and the fans are frustrated and they're calling for changes and all this stuff. And um, and, and all of all of it's warranted, but you gotta, you gotta put that aside and be like, okay, how can I improve individually to help the team? Because at the end of the day, that's all you can control is what you do. And I think that heightened sense of, you know, accountability and, um, actual plans and progress gives me a lot of confidence for the game going into this weekend. All right. I appreciate that. All right. So we'll finish up today's uh, podcast. A new feature here on the show, something that Connor uh, kind of proposed that we're going to, we're going to debut next. We're going to see how this goes. This should be interesting and involves fans and involves Connor. And obviously uh, we'll have some fun with that. Uh, Before we do that though, do need to get a word in on our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel has always been uh, with us for a a year plus now, and they're helping you guys out to enjoy the NFL season that much more. Uh, Score this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook right now. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Simple as that, my friends. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action. And it doesn't necessarily be NFL. You can have fun with the NBA, college football, college basketball, which is just underway. It's all available to you guys now. The best part, the app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, daily uh, special and many, many more. So take advantage of the opportunity now. Win that $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet right now by visiting FanDuel.com slash locked on and have some fun this NFL slash sports season, my friends. It's all courtesy of your friends over at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine. Thank you for joining us on this uh, weekly uh, edition with Connor Pay. And uh, Connor, so uh, you and I were talking uh, not too long ago, and you wanted to do something you, call, you called uh, hate mail. <laughs> now, yeah. now, obviously, you, you talk about fans, and they're upset, and uh, you said they're calling for changes, and, you, and you're, you're, not, you're not saying that it's, it's not completely warranted, uh, but... Uh, what do you got for us this week? This is the first time we've done this. So I, I, I'm excited to hear what you got for us in terms of hate mail. Let's go. Oh, well, I honestly, I thought this was going to be like questions. Okay. Where, okay. Well, that, where, if that's the case, I've got one for I did, you. Cause I'm not, I'm not, I don't spend very much time on social media for, for obvious reasons based sure. on what you've told me and, and others about what's happening. Okay. And, uh, so, but no, I thought, uh, cause we always ask these questions about, uh, and a lot of them are have to do about me, which is great. I'm, I'm, I enjoy sharing, you know, a little bit about my personal life and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's side that fans don't always get to see, but you know, the fans are very passionate and they're, um, they're obviously upset about things. And so I think it's only fair that we, we, uh, answer some questions on both sides of the spectrum, both good and bad, and see if yeah. I can, you know, at least try to help answer some of them just because, you know, as as loyal fans, you know, I think they I think they deserve as much. Okay, so I, I got one for you because this one came in via DM earlier this week, and uh, I, I had a suspicion if this is how you wanted to go, this would be the perfect question to ask you as the debut of this. I'm going to leave the the person who sent it to me anonymous. I I, I don't want to. That's fine. I don't wanna, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so here's the thing. Quote. Can you ask Connor Pay why he appears he doesn't care anymore? He ha- has a body language of complete indifference. Your response. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, I guess I can, I can definitely tell you that that is not the case. And, you know, if, if my body language portrays that, then that's something I definitely need to change and, and adjust. I think, uh, I'm assuming that's coming from the West Virginia game yes. specifically. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think I could definitely do a better job of that cause I'm, I, I just, obviously I was the one that was there. So I kind of know how I was feeling, but it was just a lot of times it was after certain things, just, just when you go that far into the game and bad things just kept happening, kept happening, kept happening and some good, some good, some good. And then some not so good. You know, I think I was kind of just more like out of just frustration Mm -hmm. and kind of just like, what are we doing? Um, and you know, cause that's definitely, if I didn't, if I didn't care anymore, I would just stop playing or I'd transfer. Um, you know, we've had some teammates do that in the past who decided they didn't care anymore. So they just bounced. So, um, that's definitely not the case. And I've spent probably over 40 hours in the last three days, analyzing, starting getting Washington film on Iowa state, trying to figure out how I can perform better. And so, 
obviously got to fix the body language. Can't have that um, because that's not a reflection of how I felt. I think that came more out of frustration and, and especially towards the end of the game when it was, we knew at that point it was out of reach kind of just being deflated a little bit that it kept happening over and over and over. And I got to get, I got to improve on that obviously. So, all right. Well, hey, I think that's actually a very, uh, a very good answer to a question that uh, I trust me. When I got that DM, I'm like, Ugh, but well, I appreciate you uh, f- appreciate you fielding it. All right, next one for you. Um, mm-hmm. This one comes from Riker. Have Connor's plans for the future changed based on how this season has progressed so far? I thought we were going to keep him anonymous. Well, Riker uh, said, Riker was that uh, that wouldn't happen to be Riker. Uh, Matthews, would no, it? would not be Riker Matthews. No, no former BYU. Okay, I thought, I thought for a second that's why you said his name. No, I apologize. Um, but uh, I haven't, I haven't focused a ton on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if my plans have necessarily changed in the sense because there were no plans that were necessarily set in stone. Got it. To begin with, um, I obviously I came into this year anticipating it would be my last. Um, at, at BYU and, <clears throat> but also I'm, I'm also a junior, so I would technically be leaving early if I did and I wouldn't graduate. And, and so, you know, there, there was always the idea of, do I come back for my senior year? Do I leave? And I mean, that's something that, you know, I'll handle once the season's over. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not focused too much on it right now, just because there's, each team at the end of their regular season can send out a list of names to be evaluated by all 32 NFL teams. And that's something that I'll do at the end of the season. And so the feedback that we get from that, um, you know, will obviously play a role in what I decide to do next. And, you know, but that, that time will come. I'll, I'll kind of cross that bridge when I get to it, you know, because Obviously, if I want a better chance of doing that, we got to play better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got to play better individually for sure. We got to play better as a unit. We got to play better as an offense. And so that's where my focus is on those things and uh, uh, kind of just improving individually so I can help the teams as, as much as I can right now. All right, next one coming in here from our good friend Royal Blue Sawaro. He's down in Arizona. He's actually one of our very loyal listeners, Connor. says, this question mm-hmm. for Connor, if you can get it to him. What does the team need, in his view, from the fans? How can we be better fans, and how can we better support the team? <clears throat> I mean, gosh, that's a tough one just because, I mean, I don't know if there's anything outside of what they're already doing. I mean, the fans that were there in West Virginia – through that crapshoot, were there to the very, there till the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, none of them left, and you know, <clears throat> I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the. I hesitate to say anything. The fans really need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I would, I would just say, bring it to Les on Saturday night. Man, they, but they've been doing that every single game, so that's just preaching to the choir. Okay. And so, I mean, that that's a tough one. I mean, I mean, I have some I have some thoughts on like how to help the team in years to come, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's necessarily what this question's asking. Um, 
but I mean, just them just being there is, is huge for us and sticking with us, even though there's been ups and downs and that we haven't performed, uh, to what they deserve, um, in, in a few games this year. And, you know, and so I, I don't know, just, I would just say just being there has been huge for us. And, and, you know, I think BYU fans are very intense and very passionate, and that goes to both ends of the spectrum. You know, when we're doing great, they're on that high-intensity end, like this, they're fired up. And when we're not doing so great, they're equally as fired up and frustrated, which is par, which is par for the course, man. That's how it goes, you know. And um, you wouldn't want it any other way, you know. And uh, I think uh, – so I think just keep bringing that fire and that intensity to the games, you know, and that, uh, <clears throat> you know, we're going to come out and you're going to see a different team against uh, Iowa State. All right, uh, final one. We'll get out of here on, on a fun one. This comes back. This goes back to Riker. He had two questions for you this week. Uh, sure. Can you ask Connor, has he heard of Beartooth or Sleep Token, and does he have an opinion on either of them? Uh, Beartooth I have heard of. I haven't listened to them. Okay. Sleep token, I have, and I like them a lot. Okay. Um, so I'll have to I'll have to listen to the other one, but sleep token, sleep token, I do know well, and I think they're very good. Okay. So well, there you go. I, I I don't I can't say I've gone super deep into them like some of their older stuff. I haven't listened to as much, but um, but yeah, I'm, from what I have heard, I, there's a couple albums that I have on my phone by Sleep Token that I enjoy a lot. So. Hey, in addition to hate mail, we should probably like involve like metal minute with Connor Pay Weekly or something like that. <laughs> but uh, we could do that. We are, we are over time on today's show. Uh, your point about uh, ideas you have for future, uh, like so things fans can do in the future for BYU football. That's actually a great topic for another show another day. So let's hold on to that. Yeah. We'll file that away, and we'll do that down the road a little bit. But, Connor. Maybe uh, the last one after the season's over. I think it'd be smart. Absolutely. So uh, I want to let you have the final word. You got anything else you want to get off your chest before we wrap things up here? No, just just for the, the fans and the people listening, like I'm, I'm sure you're frustrated, and we, we are too. And just know that, uh, <clears throat> you know, we're making changes and that, you know, we're, we're going to play better. We will. And, uh, um, and like that was, I mean, you guys had to, you know, sludge through three hours of that, you know, you have three of these fans have three hours a week where they are locked in with us and it doesn't go their way. And that sucks, you know, and then imagine us 50, 60 hours a week of prep to go out there and, play like that you know that was that sucks and so just know that there's there's going to be changes and there already have been Mm -hmm. and that i i can i can vow for at least myself you know that this the iowa state will be i will that'll be the hardest byu fans have ever seen me play is in in this Iowa State game, and you know, whoever uh, asked that question about how I looked indifferent, you know, you'll never see that again. Um, and you know that that's just this is just you know this is how life goes. Sometimes you know things don't go your way, or you screw something up, which we did mightily. 
and you have to bounce back from that. You have to. You don't have a choice. Life goes on, and you either move on with it and get better, or you get dragged down by it. And so we had a had a choice to make, and I think we've made the right one. And so we're going to come out fired up, ready to play on Saturday. And so um, we're going to be very grateful that you guys are there cheering us on. So. Well, Connor, appreciate taking the time as always. Always look forward to the chat each week, and we'll catch up with you again next week, all right? Sounds good. All right, so for Connor, I'm Jake. A big thank you once again to all of you for your support of the podcast as always. Thank you for making it your first listen today. Thank you to all of you who are every day is with us on the podcast as well. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day whenever you hear and or watch this, and hope you guys have a great rest of your day, whatever's left of it, or it's just if it's just beginning. Nonetheless, thank you for all your support right here. Unlocked on Cougars. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.